The Power Moms Network, empowering moms to lift the world. Hey, thanks for joining me today for episode number 79 of Podcasting Your Brand. I'm your host, producer Jemmy, providing learning lessons for you to podcast your brand. And today, let me bring you my next podcasting 102 topic crowdfunding for your podcast. Let's get into monetization. And I'm joined today by my pro podcast peer, Anna Deshawn from The Cube and so many other wonderful places. So this episode is brought to you by my own brand as usual, Flintstone Media. So we're about to get into this. But first, we're going to start with one of my daily tips. Hey, it's producer Jemmy with your podcasting tip today. So yesterday I talked about bringing your prep notes to the next level by basically creating a call sheet, like a top to bottom flow of your show. Well, take that to the next level with some simple color coding. It makes it a lot easier for your eyes to find where they need to be and what content they're supposed to be landing on when you need to land on it. So color code your your music beds, one color, your, your words that you're gonna say, the bullet points or whatever, your script, however you prepare, want a different color. If you have a co-host, have different colors for yourself and your co-host. You can have your ads be different colors so that throughout the process, your eyes are landing where they need to be. Throughout the process, if you have an editor team or if you're editing yourself, you can find those different elements really, really easily. So essentially, it looks like this. You start with the top of the episode. Everything is sectioned in different colors. You and your co-host have different colors for what you're saying. Makes it really easy to see. So come back here every day for more quick tips. Podcastingyourbrand.com. I'm producer Jemmy. So be sure that you are subscribed to me on social media, on, on TikTok, on Instagram, on YouTube, just basically everywhere, because you want to get all of my daily tips and you want to get them first. And you want to be the first to get the big announcement that I'm going to be dropping later today. So if you're listening to this on Tuesday, when it's actually on release date, then today, the same day, I'm also going to be announcing some big big news I'm very, very excited about. So be sure that you're tuned into my social media so you don't miss that. And also, guess what? I want to say thank you to everybody, my clients, my team, my my everybody, everybody who supported me, my mentors, everybody who has said, yes, Jimmy, we believe in you and we're here for you and we're cheering you on because guess what? We've just surpassed nine years at Flintstone Media. Nine years as a podcast production company. We started before, like most people even knew what a podcast was. So thank you to everybody for your continued support and, and guidance and rah-rah. <laughs> I hear all the cheerleading I could get, especially, like I said, a new announcement and new ventures on the way. So I'm so excited. Here's to another nine years. And if you want to keep growing and make yourself a podcaster for the next nine years, then maybe consider joining joining me in one of my workshops. I do a launch workshop. So if you are thinking about starting a show, then you can join me live. It's an interactive experience to launch your show. Or if you have a show and you just want to level up, you want to make sure that your show is meeting all of its potentials. I have a workshop for that as well. So go to toppodcastworkshop.com to get all of that information. But all right, let's get on to today's lesson. Because a cornerstone of podcasting, especially if you're going to be doing it for nine years, is monetization. Let's be real. So a lot of times we also build communities around our podcast. So how do we then put those two things together and crowdfund for our podcast? Let's get into it with Anna Deshaun. 
Well, I'm so excited to welcome Anna onto the show because when I first met her a couple of years ago, it was like meeting just a forced direct. Like you, I knew something good was on the horizon with this one. So, Anna, thank you so much for coming onto the show and for everything that you're doing in the space of podcasting, and and for coming on and talking about it, the intersection of two of my favorite topics: community and uh, making some money. <laughs> Hello. So welcome to the show, Anna. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for having me. I'm here to talk about them two favorite things, too. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. So your community, your brand is called The Cube. Tell us first about The Cube, uh, who you are, why you built it. Um, let's start with just the brand. 100%. Anna Deshaun, pronouns, anything respectful is great. I am a <laughs> social entrepreneur, Chicago-born. I host the award-winning podcast Queer News, and I'm a serial entrepreneur. I started an online radio station called E3 Radio back in 2009. We play queer music, and we report on queer news in high rotation. And then as an expansion of the radio station, we pivoted into podcasting. And so that's where the Cube comes in, Q-U-B-E, and we are a podcast production company, and we're a place of discoverability of the very best black and brown podcasts in the space. And I love what I do. I love what I do. I love what you do too. I love what, by the way, um, for anybody who's listening, the link will be in the show notes, but if you do just try to just Google it and you look for Q-U-B-E, if you see a website that has anything to do with London, in case it's not obvious, you're on the wrong, <laughs> you're on the wrong website. You're in the wrong place. You're in the wrong place. You're in the wrong place. Check the links in the show notes, but yes, it's you, you're 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 amazing to watch because of how you're like magnetic, and so you're really really amazing at building this community. But I want to talk first for a second about what it must be like having this medium be available at your fingertips at this day and age, where you can't you, there are no boundaries. You can do what you want to do. Your voice can be what you want it to be and can express what you want it to express. So let's just give like the medium of podcasting and digital audio some love for just a second. And and I just want you to reflect on the the capacity for you to do this right now. I do think it's pretty special. Right. Mm -hmm. I think we're living in a pretty special time of a creative renaissance of sorts and that I was, you know, trained formally in school and traditional radio and television broadcasting, organizational communication. I got all the degrees. OK. <laughs> and the path of traditional media is one that is not profitable. They don't pay well. You have to be in small markets to get started. And mm -hmm. as someone who went to predominantly white institutions for undergrad and my master's program for six years straight, I knew I didn't want to go to another small market. As a Black queer woman, being in small towns is really not the place where I'm going to find community. I understand the problem, Anna. I don't understand yeah. what, what could possibly be an issue. I mean, maybe <laughs> I want to have some people that look like me, maybe listen to same music i don't know make some food i like to eat i mean it's started just... to understand some motivations here okay you see what i'm saying it was challenging <laughs> i was like that's not the traditional media route was not the route that i was gonna be able to take it yeah. just wasn't and so to your point the fact that today because of technology because of the internet there is an opportunity for people to be able to create their own voice to create their own brands 
we have broken traditional systems mm-hmm. <laughs> and turned them on and turned them on their heads. And it's just about what you want to make of it. And exactly. And that's it. Mm-hmm. And you no longer have to wait for an invitation from somebody else. You can now create your own thing, which you have. So let's talk now about building this community with with and around the cube. Hundred percent. It started when I started the radio station in 2009. It started at home. It started in Chicago, and it started with wanting to tell the stories of LGBTQ folks. Period. There weren't media outlets doing that work on a consistent basis. There were stories that I that I thought were deserving to tell that no one was telling. Organizations that deserved highlight that weren't getting it and shine that weren't getting it. And so I wanted to feel that need. Honestly, I still feel that need exists today, especially if we talk about LGBTQ folks of color in particular. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that need is, it needs to be year round. Like th- there's like once in a while, the spotlight is shown on it, but I love that you're focusing on it year round all the time. It's there. Absolutely. Because we live in year round. <laughs> Exactly. You exist in all the time. You know what I mean? It's not just in June. It is not just in June. And, And for me, as someone who holds multiple identities, and I love every piece of myself, and I've lived mm-hmm. and I've experienced moments where I've been in spaces where they didn't want me to be all of all who I am. Um, right. I've been in black spaces where being black was the number one thing. I've been in women's spaces where being a woman is the number one thing. Mm-hmm. I've been mm-hmm. in spaces mm-hmm. where being queer is LGBTQ is the number one thing. But at the end of the mm-hmm. day, for me, it cannot be that because I'm all mm-hmm. of those things all at the same time. And right. so I just... <laughs> I just had to create community and find community that speaks to my experiences. And I think that's the case for podcasting. And that's why podcasting in and of itself is such a unique medium because Mm -hmm, people mm -hmm. create things that they enjoy and they connect with other people who enjoy those things. Yes, yes. And because it's such a new medium, there's there's a lot of uh, I have a great idea, but I don't know how to how to do it because there's literally no blueprint for doing this. That's right. <laughs> there's a lot of, of that happening. So, you know, you having that big motivation to feel the community, uh, you had a need to build community because you needed it. You needed it in your own in your own life. You needed it to ex- be able to create this platform and and build something for it. So you had this motivation. So because of that, you have now taken the steps you know, I'm sure you've, you've, some of it's been for failure. Some of it's been for, for, for growth. Some of it's been, it's been ups and downs, but you've now proven a pathway of building community that now people who want to build community for just general podcasting sake, they may not have had that huge fire under their butt like you did for all of your wonderful, beautiful reasons, but they can now learn from you. So what can they learn from you on? Anna. Oh, I almost said Anna. Damn it, Jemmy. What can they learn from you, Anna? <laughs> I appreciate you. I appreciate you, Jimmy. <laughs> what I think people can learn about building community is that it is important to be as authentic as you possibly can. I think, mm-hmm. you know, experiences in life can sometimes deter you from being your authentic self. People tell you, oh, don't do that. That's not appropriate. Don't be that. But at the end of the day, I believe there is nature and nurture, right? And there are some things we just come into this world to be. Uh, this yes. is my, this is just me and my own personal beliefs. I just think that um, God and spirituality is a big part of my life. And I just feel like there's just some things that are just in you. Um, mm-hmm. And there's some gifts you are given that are just in you. People who are artists, 
no one had to teach them how to draw. <laughs> they right, they pick right. up a pen and all of a sudden there's magic on right. on a piece of paper, right? And then there's other right. people who can't write anything. Somebody, I cannot yeah, draw a stick figure, okay? <laughs> I can, draw, I can it's really not, draw anything. <laughs> it's not what I'm called to do. It's not the gift <laughs> I've been brought here to bring to the world, right? I think if you're looking to build community, you really have to tap into the gift and what you are called to do and feel that need. There are other people who are just like you. You just have to find yes. them. And for me, that's been the LGBTQ community. That's been my queer community of color. And I've, I have been intentional about wanting to serve them. You have mm-hmm. to be conscious about being of service. Uh, I think in America, right, capitalism, making money is is what we drive and what we're taught to strive to do. And so everything we do is so that we can have make money and have a good life. Like that right, is right, right, right. <laughs> That's the, the American end. dream. Where can wait? And the end, right? <laughs> Period. Period. But but truthfully, the mm-hmm. story should go that we should be living to be of service mm-hmm. given the given the gifts we have been given. And so living if you a look purposeful life. That's it. Cause mm-hmm. on your deathbed, you're not saying like, oh, I'm so happy I made all that money. It mm-hmm. did me so good. That's not what you're gonna say on your deathbed. It's just not. You're gonna mm-hmm. be thinking about how much time you spend with your family. Mm-hmm. How you made somebody or feel out on or missed out on. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm trying to think positively. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to think positively. <laughs> like you want <laughs> but wah, at the end of the day. But <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day, that's it, right? Like the things yeah. that matter. So I think um when you take a moment to think about what you want to be thinking about on your deathbed, that should be your priority list. If that's mm-hmm. family, if that's career, if that's service, whatever it is, that's what you need to be prioritizing in your life. And if you're not, mm-hmm. fix it. We got time to fix it. Just fix it. I love that. So, all right. So you know what your priorities are. You know what what your mission now is. You know what audience you want to reach and serve. How do you reach them? How did you reach your audience? I went where they were. And mm-hmm. when I was leaving undergrad, so I came out in undergrad and I came out at school and then I came out at home later. That's a whole nother story. <laughs> but while I was in undergrad, I, I I began Googling, you know, black LGBTQ orgs in Chicago. And and only Looking one organization. Looking for that connection, right? I needed community. Looking for Absolutely. that community. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And there was an organization called Affinity Community Services and who still exists today. I think they're in their 27th year of existence, mm. serving mm-hmm. the black LGBTQ community in Chicago. And I just followed them to no end. I was too scared to show up at anything. And I I was at school. But anytime I took a break, I was just like, I can't go. I can't go. But (sighs) I followed them because I wanted to see people who look like me. Like, am I an anomaly? (laughs) Um, Am I the only one? This is a time before social media was out here showing us that there are other people like us. And so that's what I did. And when I went to my master's program and came home, I finally built up the courage to go one day. And I found just a beautiful community. I saw people who looked like me who were had successful careers, who had beautiful families, who were living their best life. And it reminded me that it was possible. Mm-hmm. And so from there, I really... I really got inspired to tell our stories. And so from there, I just did dug in. Who's doing the work? 
who out here is doing the work that I want to amplify. And that's what I continue to do today. And social media just made the world so much smaller. It made it possible for me to message someone in New York whose music I liked and like, you want to come on the show and talk about it. You know, Um, (laughs) that's not something that was possible before Facebook. And and let's be clear. I'm talking about Facebook when it was like still dot edu addresses. Okay. Like Facebook, (laughs) In the beginning, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, I mean, it's still it was the case. The Facebook, <laughs> right? Uh, before your mama got on there, your grandma got on there. Like, you know, it's still there today. But it, back then, it was just something organic and a little more special about it, and it just made the world small enough that it, I could reach people who I normally would not have been able to reach. Who I would have had to go through an agency or you know go through some other channels to reach mm-hmm. or find these people. It was possible, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So then how did you start to kind of congeal these connections into under one umbrella, under one, one general community, one group, you know, so that people would interact with each other or, or uh, comment on the, on your content or engage on your, on your content? How did, how did you start to make that magic happen? Showing up. You got to show up. I think the, the lesson that is never taught in school is how to build relationships. And I, I just don't understand why that is not a course. I don't understand why that is not something people are taught, how to network and how to build relationships. You have to show up. People want to work with people and talk with people they like, people that Mm -hmm. they trust, people Mm -hmm. that they are in alignment with. That's Mm -hmm. just how it is. It's no like trust. That's the sales cycle. No like trust before they hand you any money. (laughs) Period. And it take a long time to get there. Okay. Yes. This is 2023. I started that in 20, yeah, 2009 was my first show. I mean, it takes a long time and you have to be consistent. So for, for me, it's about showing up at people's events. It's about showing up and being seen over and over again. There's a commitment there that people can see. Mm-hmm. And then it also becomes this point where people also want to support you. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and I think, you know, I know we're talking about crowdfunding today and that's such a big part of it is that yeah. people want to support you if they believe in what you're doing and they see that you're putting in the work. And so you have to show up for others. You have to show up for yourself <laughs> and you got to be consistent in it. Now, yeah. it, if you're doing good stuff and making good quality stuff, that's like a cherry on top of the cake. But honestly, <laughs> like show up, show up, show up, show up. So a lot of times when I'm, when I'm talking about in terms of sponsorships, um, to talk about a metaphor for just a second. When oftentimes when I talk about sponsorships, I, I tell people like, listen, you have to be consistent. You have to be, have good quality content and all these things because the person who you are hoping to be your potential sponsor, they're looking at you like, okay, I've worked hard for this money. I want to make sure that you demonstrate to me that you're going to work hard to make this money, give me a return in, in the investment. And so the parallel that I'm hearing is that Instead of it being about you know someone they work hard for their money they want to make sure there's a return on investment it's more like the motivation is that they see you working hard for a cause that matters to them so I have it in my heart to save rescued dogs or I have it in my heart to help premature babies or to help X Y Z right and maybe. Maybe my role in that mission and that effort and that want to help isn't to actually be the one on, on hitting the pavement, but to support people hitting the pavement. So if you can demonstrate that you're hitting the pavement, you're working hard, 
that's how people want to support you. Is my metaphor correct? That's absolutely it. That's mm-hmm. absolutely it. And people support also things that touch them and their lived mm-hmm. experience, right? So mm-hmm. I, I tell people, I use this a lot because I think cancer is one of those universal things that have touched almost yes. everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And people who support, who do like cancer walks and things like that, it's because they've had a family member impacted sure. by cancer, right? If you care about cancer and and finding a cure for cancer, right? then you go where other folks are who have also been impacted. I think that, and I know this is a little off subject, but in my work with um, our podcast, Queer News, I talk a lot about the anti-trans legislation that's happening across the country. Mm -hmm. Now, in stark contrast to cancer, many Americans have never met a trans person. So they don't have the context of mm-hmm. that person's humanity. They the personal only, experience, yeah. The personal yeah. experience. And so whatever dogma is being spread <laughs> about who they are, that is what they believe because right. they trust that person that's saying it because they don't know anything else. Mm-hmm. So for me and my work, it is my job, I feel like, to tell the story of the humanity behind the person Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And specifically right now, it's trans folks because of how targeted and they are right now because they are so on the margins. And so I definitely feel like I'm called to talk and share the stories of the underrepresented because the more people know people, the more people are impacted by a certain situation or a circumstance, it is almost guaranteed right. that there's a higher rate that they will support them across right. the board. Across the board. Yeah. Well, I can, in a somewhat personal way, speak to the truth of that. One of the very first interviews I did was of a friend of mine who's trans. And it was because I wanted people to have a, 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 a feel like they finally knew someone, even through the sound of audio, they finally knew somebody. And I actually, over the years, have had people reach out to me and saying, you know, thank you. I kind of, that helped me put mm-hmm. a human face to it even they don't they don't see it they didn't see it but to put a, a humanity to it you're, you're so you're so right so okay so there's there's a, it sounds like with the right effort with the right sentiment and mission it's mm-hmm. there, it's very if you build it they will come if you're working hard if, at, at building it they will come but how do you build some place for them to come to or you're okay you're, you're shaking your head so that a little bit not not quite true. Go ahead. Tell me what's on your mind. I so love that you said that because mm-hmm. I love to feel the dreams. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> it's actually what I'm saying right now. It's a feel the BS. I'm just it kidding. Is. <laughs> it is. Because if you build it, they will come. It's a lie. I think mm-hmm. it's a lie. I believe mm-hmm. if you build it, you have to take it to the people. You got to take it to the people. They are not going to just be attracted to you because there is so much out here. People have to shift through the BS. The noise. There's so much noise out here. Mm -hmm. If you build it, great. That means you're clear on your audience. That means you're clear about your mission. It means you're clear about what you're called to do. And that's awesome. But -hmm. then you have to take it to the people. So okay. that they so get how to do you know take it you. to the people, Anna? How do you do it? Well, well, right now, right now, I'm about to do a cube <laughs> tour. All right. So Ooh. in the business, in the business world, they'll call it a go-to-market strategy. Okay. 
in my world, I'm like, I got to take it to the people. Um, <laughs> so we're going to go on tour. We're going to go on tour and we're going to hit about nine or 10 cities in 2023. No and we're going to take our podcast with us because I know when I meet people, we can connect. I know that if you listen, have an opportunity to hear the content we're creating, I know you will love it. I know you will yes. feel something and want yes. to support the work we're doing. And we can't do that without meeting the people. And yes. is there organic reach? Absolutely. But are you? But do you have a big enough following to have an organic reach that's going to have an impact so that you can make a living doing mm-hmm. this, right? I'm doing this full time. I need to make a living. I got a wife and an expensive dog, okay? Uh, I, <laughs> I love is- <laughs> how the dog got the word expensive on it. <laughs> G. G. Okay. Not the wife. <laughs> She's past expensive, okay? It's not even... A wife no is enough. No. Okay, there's no category for that diva, Okay. I had an expensive dog. And so organic reach is great if you have a big enough audience for that. But if you don't, you really do have to take it to the people. You Like podcasting and live events, it's a thing because people need to see you. They need to be able to interact with you in some type of tangible, real way. And with our audience, right, targeting 25 to 54-year-olds, we grew up in a time where you did meet people in person. Yeah, that was the thing. That was normal. (laughs) That was was normal. Now, my nephews don't need it, right? My nephews don't need that. They don't need Mm -hmm. it, but they're not my target audience. Mm -hmm. My target audience wants to see me. They want to look in my eyes. They want to feel my spirit. And I want to do the same with them. So we're going on tour. It's part of our go-to-market strategy. Uh, We're going to create these immersive audio listening experiences in all these cities. Uh, we're gonna use silent headphones to do it. We're gonna. Oh my! Wait, okay, wait, wait, wait. wait yeah, wait, it's wait, gonna wait, be lit. Wait, wait. It's gonna be lit. Before you get too many details, because I want I want you to bring these details. But hold on for just one second, because my mind is buzzing, and I have to I have to say a couple things. Okay, okay. number one, number one. Uh, a, a couple episodes ago, I had two episodes, seventy two and seventy three where I talked about mobile podcasting 72. I talk about it as the basics ins and outs, just the one-on-one basics of mobile. Then in 73, I talked about mobile podcasting at conferences and things like that. That was my idea of taking it to the next level. I'm sorry, but what you just took it to the next of next levels by creating your own events. So I want to get into logistics of this in just a second, but here's why I'm so excited about this because not only because clearly I'm assuming there's we're going to get into some uh, some of the fundraising part of uh, side of this uh, effect mm. of this. But here's also why there's a lesson I all often tell people in, in podcasting because organic growth is the stickiest, strongest growth. Like if you can grow organically, if someone discovers you organically, they're going to be most likely to to stay as a listener. However, beyond that, and this this comes from religion, but it's not religious. One of my favorite this is a gemism. <laughs> Oh, there's Jimmyisms? Is that a shirt? You need to merch that. I know, I know. I often say the reason that Jesus's message spread so effectively across the world is because he wasn't the only one walking around and talking about it. He had 12 disciples who were just as passionate as he was. So you need to create disciples for your show. So what you're about to talk about, Anna, and and giving us these nuts nuts and bolts and these ins and outs of creating your own events for for your show. Oh my gosh. When people do get to meet you, as you said, see you, you know your audience. They want to see you in person. They want to look in your eyes. They want to know who you are. 
you are creating now some very strong disciples for your show, for your community, and for all the things who are going to just go off and, and keep spreading the word about what you're doing. So I am so excited. Okay, tell us now about your nuts and bolts. How, how did you put this all together, Anna? Oh, my Lord. Well, I had this idea years ago. I really did around silent headphones. It's a beautiful way to listen to audio. I really believe mm-hmm. audio was meant to be heard in headphones, noise mm-hmm. canceled, so you can get all the depth all the sound design, all of the beautifulness that is audio (laughs) in your ears. Um, When you start putting it on speakers and in your car, you're definitely losing some things. Now you're going to be, it's going to be a great experience, but it will not be. creating a little, the distance when you just had that intimacy opportunity. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And so I had this idea literally years ago and, and I knew I wanted to leverage it. And I tested it out a couple of times at some of our own events. We do an annual purple tie gala where we give back to some of my favorite nonprofits here in Chicago. I tested it there. We did a launch party for the Cube and I tested it there and people just loved it. They Mm. freaking loved it. And these are people who don't listen to podcasts often, right? So um, I target Black communities and Black queer communities and this is still a growing demographic in the podcasting space, right? It's it's mm-hmm. it's still emerging. There's still a lot of growth sure. to happen there. And so a lot of people are not necessarily listening to podcasts every day. And so for them to get the experience and do it in community, right? Because oftentimes we listen to podcasts by ourselves. We're listening in our cars. We're listening while we're cleaning up the house. We're listening, you know, by yourself. But the idea of listening to a podcast in community and then being able to talk about it I mean, I was like, this is what we need to do. And when I, I've tested it, people love it. I'm like, let's take it on the road. This is such a brilliant idea. I'm like, but my mind is, okay, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I, brilliant. I, so I've got a silent headphone partner. It's a Black-owned company. And he has partners across the country. And so we are mapping out these activations in different cities where I have partners. And so we've connected with... The Black Podcasters Association, She Podcast. We'll be at She Podcast. We're going to do an activation there. It's going to be amazing. Uh, We're going to be in Atlanta for Black Pod Festival. We'll be at Afros and Audio. We're also going to be at Podcast Movement in Denver. We're going to do an activation in Denver. We're going to go to Minneapolis with Twyla and Matriarch. Uh, We're just... Wow. I'm I'm going where I have built community with people. We're also going to go to New York. In Philly. So we're going to Philly. Oh my uh, we're going to go to New Brooklyn. And then we're going to go to Times Square with DCP Entertainment um, oh at Podstream Studios. It's just going to be an amazing time to share podcasts with people. And, you know, part of the work we're doing at The Cube is we're creating our own podcast called Cube Originals. We dropped our first one in February, Black HIV in the South. How did we get here? And then we mm. have another one dropping called Polyam Chats, all about polyamory, being told from the perspective of a Black queer triad. But then Mm -hmm. I also have my own podcast, Queer News, which is an award-winning pod. So taking those three on the road while also taking partner podcasts on the road and some of our cute podcasts in those cities, playing three to five minute reels, we ain't sitting listening to 30 minutes, okay? We ain't doing that. We, we'll be there all night, okay? We listen to three to five minute reels, and then let's talk about it. Let's talk about yeah, it for a little yeah, bit, yeah. and then let's listen for a little bit, and let's talk yeah. for a little bit, and then let's listen for a little bit. That yeah. is also a clever way of repurposing. This is this is so brilliant. This this is. A, so, let me tell you, when you first said suggested that we this be our topic of discussion, 
this is not what I expected. I expected something more along the lines of what I typically hear, uh, like a membership site of some sorts and Patreon and, and those kinds of things, which are, which are great conversations. But this was, this is phenomenal. And you can actually, people can go and be part of it at these different conferences. So if, if you are, have even just a thought of going to Black Pod Festival, Afros and Audio, She Podcast, any of these things, make sure that you check out where this immersive experience is and you be part of it because this sounds I'm my mind is blown. I'm already thinking of, you know, how can how can I take this idea and what can I do with it? This is crazy. I just think it's beautiful. I have visions mm-hmm. of being in like big stadiums with folks listening to podcasts, you know. Yes. I just I think that we can experience it together. I, yes. I just think we can do it together. Uh, I think, and what yeah. you, what you've done by by doing it this way is because you're right. It, there is something that is lost when it's pumped through the speaker rather than right here in your ears. And so, but if you want to experience it with a whole bunch of people, it's like how you know you can't do it. But you can't have both. You can eat it too. Well, uh, according to Anna, you can't. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> let's be very amazing. clear. Let's be very clear about this. I am an abundance mindset person. I am not mm-hmm. a person who is centered in scarcity at all. I believe we can walk in true gum. I can have everything <laughs> I can desire. Okay, we can do it all. Now, you might not be able to have it all at the same time, but I believe yeah. we can have it all. And and That's having awesome. and having more. What's that song, Jay-Z? Uh more problems, more money, more problems. More, more Ab- money, problems. <laughs> no, what a terrible narrative. Great song, great song. Terrible narrative. You're taking them down one at a time. The, the, we build it, they will come. That is BS. No, <laughs> more money, one problems. What a terrible narrative. And you're leave it. Share. Leave it alone. More <laughs> money, more abundance. More, more money, no more problems. Like, because for me, and I know we're talking about crowdfunding, also community and crowdfunding today. Yeah, and yeah, and yeah. for me, crowdfunding is all about your mindset. It is all about how you think about it. And it's all mm-hmm. about how you think about money. And we often think mm-hmm. about money because of the way we were taught about money. So did, yes. were, were you raised with money? Or not. Right. Uh, you know, were you right. ho- taught to like hold on to your last dollar? Yes. The whole <laughs> rich dad, poor dad thing. And and often Yo. when I say don't project your own budget onto other people, that is your budget, your problem. Like that, that doesn't mean that they can't afford it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so you, when you're going into building community or crowdfunding, you really have to have the right mindset because Honestly, it's not about you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is mm-hmm. it is about right. what you're looking to get funded and what right. that person on the other end, if the other person on the end finds value in that. Right, right. And, and it's about the mission. It's about that. It's about that. You cannot take it personal. No's are a part of the game and they suck. Okay. I just know mm-hmm. wor- there's mixed words about it. They suck. They are awful, but it's part of the process. <laughs> it's just part of you the gotta process. You got to weed through them in order to get to the yeses. You, you only need to. one and good yes. you have yes. to think big. You have to think you, big. So yo, let me tell period. you, Anna, you're going to have to come on again because I feel like we could talk about so many different things but where can people mm-hmm. find follow and especially support you but just uh, continue to watch what you have going on and also of course where can people find a link to go catch a ticket for for your show 
A hundred percent. So you can follow the cube, T-H-E-Q-U-B-E, across all socials. Visit our website, thecube.app. Not the other one. The app <laughs> is where we're at. And then you can follow me at Anna Deshawn across socials. And thank you for having me on the show. I love talking about community. I love talking about crowdfunding and how people can fund their dreams. I just think it's just important for people to remember to be of service always. You should end every call asking someone, how can I be of service to you? Because karma is real. Okay. So do good 100%. to be good. Mm-hmm. Well, let me tell you, when I first met you years ago, it, I, it was like I instantly knew like I had to keep my eye on you were amazing. And I could never even have foreseen just how big and how great things are going to be. So I just think we're just still starting to see the beginnings of you. So Anna, well done. Thank you so much for coming on the show and bringing this amazing wisdom to my listeners. I really appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me, my friend. Thank you so much, Anna. That was an incredibly and totally pun intended. That was an incredibly valuable conversation that I hope so many of my listeners really, really take advantage and capitalize on. So thank you to Anna and thank you listener for tuning in because I hope that you take some of these tips from Anna and our discussion and just run with them because they were so super solid and follow Anna on social media because what she is doing with her community, with her podcasting, it's a mission. It's a passion project. It's phenomenal to watch and go to a podcast conference because she's probably there so you get to meet her in person which is where I got to meet her I think it was a podfest conference that I met her at first she's amazing absolutely love her Anna you're the bomb so thank you so much Anna for coming thank you for listening tune in to this every week I come and bring you good tips on podcasting your brand helping you build your brand through the power of podcasting and make sure that you're following me on social media so you get all of my daily tips you get them first like the one we're about to hear in a second like the one you heard at the top of the show so you definitely want to catch all of my daily tips first and if you're following me on social media then today you'll be one of the first to learn my big news so I'm really really excited again thank you so much to everybody for nine amazing Amazing years at Flintstone Media. Here's to nine more. This is producer Jemmy signing off for now. Remember, the only thing more powerful than your voice is your spirit to use it. So let's catch another one of my daily tips. Hey, it's producer Jemmy here. And with today's tip, I want us to take advantage of a naturally occurring phenomenon in podcasting. Oftentimes, we as hosts are a perfect reflection of the target audience member that we're going for as a listener. So let's take advantage of that with our tip today. I want you sometime today, right now even, to open up your favorite podcast player app. Then scroll, look up the topic, look up your topic, search your topic, and see what makes you stop the scroll. As you're looking through all the different podcasts, what catches your eye? Is there something about a show art, a title? What makes you pay attention and lean into that show? And then see if your own show is doing enough and how it's representing itself in the podcast player ads. Will your own show make you stop the scroll? And then as a bonus, Tap into the shows that piqued your interest and then just double check if there's anything in the description that turns you off. That can also be a clue for you to check your own description and see if there's anything that could possibly be turning off a potential listener. So put yourself in your own listener's shoes really easily because you're already a reflection of it. Check that podcast player app today and see what makes you stop the scroll. Then come back here every day for more podcasting tips, podcastingyourbrand.com. I'm producer Jemmy. Thank you. 
Flintstone Media has been building brands through the power of podcasting since 2014, serving as an award-winning and highly resourceful podcast production house and consultancy firm. Work with producer Jemmy, a leader in the podcast industry, and add a new podcast to your brand's content offerings. From show development and setup through recording and distribution, producer Jemmy and her team will lend their experience launching dozens of successful podcasts and producing thousands of episodes, making creating your show a simple and easy turnkey process for you. Visit FlintstoneMedia.com for podcast samples. That's FlintstoneMedia.com. 